Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, October 21st, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. Hope everybody's doing well. Appreciate you spending your morning with us, tuned in, listening, ready to rock and roll. Still a bye week for Kentucky. That hasn't changed since yesterday. They didn't go and schedule an opponent for Saturday. But we are a day out from the blue-white scrimmage for basketball. Uh, We have plenty of sports to talk about, a lot going on. And then we're back into, well, I guess technically if you watched the App State-Coastal Carolina game last night, you're already in football mode for the week. But NFL starts up tonight, more college games, all that good stuff. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Justin, uh, to answer your text from last night, no, was not watching Celtics Knicks at ten twenty two. Yeah, double overtime thriller. Yep, w- wasn't watching. Was it good? Yes, it was very good. <laughs> yes. Um. So to start the first overtime, that both teams hit their first four shots, all threes. Guys just could not miss, and then they didn't make another shot the rest of the overtime period. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, literally, as soon as I texted you all that, they started bricking everything. But it was still an awesome game. I- I'm not a big, huge NBA guy, uh, but when I see a game like that that just really draws you in and, and you want to know the outcome for whatever reason, I enjoy that. Man, good good to – the highlights were on uh, as we came in, so I guess technically I saw some of it. Julius Randle played well, so go Cats. Yeah. Yeah. Julius Randle played real well. ESPN.com headline, just they've got like the main screen stuff, and then off to the side they've got the top headlines. Sixers regroup with team dinner. Route Pelicans. <laughs> and all it took was the team dinner. Oh, man. That's Wonder all it took. That's all it took. Just to, Yeah, exactly. Well, they're in New Orleans, <laughs> you know they're in New Orleans so <laughs> a lot of options. I would think that team dinner is much better than players-only meeting. Really, I think they simply just needed to say – 76ers get out of Philadelphia, people are happy again. (laughs) That's really what it should say. Suck it, Eagles. Yeah, suck it, Trevor. Yeah. Loser. Justin, how are you today? I'm good. You're up late uh, watching some NBA action. Yeah, not only that. So I watched the end of that game. Then I hopped in the shower. As I'm in the shower, something hits me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Wednesday. So I had to watch Survivor last night. So I didn't go to bed until after midnight. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, we had Survivor. Mm-hmm. Another great episode, as they so often are. Uh, yeah, it was a great TV night. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, while the Red Sox season slowly comes to an end, at least they were the 5 o'clock game last night. So by about like 7.05, I was able to. You're like, okay, go to bed. They're done. This one's not, not go to bed, but move, <laughs> move on to my next uh, scheduled TV programming. For the evening, because you had the challenge, too, last night. People forget. Ooh, people do People forget about that. Uh, Shout out to Coastal Carolina for losing. You guys. Did they really? Yeah. 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 I watched some of that game. We knew you were frauds. Yeah, get them the hell out of that New Year's Six talk. Uh, Get them the hell out of here. And see you later. And rightfully so. Because anybody that had ranked Coastal Carolina over Kentucky 
I'm sorry. Then you, you, Idiots. you need to lose your voting privileges. And you may say that's a little extreme. That's just an opinion. At what what win for Coastal Carolina, the Citadel, Kansas, Buffalo, UMass, Louisiana, Monroe, Arkansas State, what one of those wins should have have them ranked ahead of Kentucky's wins against Florida and, and LSU? And even if you think Missouri's trash, that's fine. But let's just let's at least start with Florida. Florida LSU wins not better than UMass and Arkansas State. They both have Louisiana Monroe, so you can oh, you can have you, you can happily you know chalk that up to both. Is the Kansas Buffalo win or are those the ones carrying a little more weight than Florida and LSU? So all the goobers that had Coastal Carolina ranked, and that's not to say that they shouldn't be ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I don't know. They, they went like what, eleven and. Yeah, but last year has nothing to do with this year. Eleven and one means, last means year. nothing to this year's rankings. That's not how rank we don't we don't do <laughs> be a lot cooler if it did. That's we, how that's how rankings <laughs> work. Like that's how people vote. Though. But it's dumb. They need to stop doing that. They've I, got to stop I, but doing that's that. That's why. Like, that's and I'm, I'm telling you, then they deserve to lose. I mean, their, that's why Cincinnati ranking. is going to be. No, Cincinnati has good wins this year. They, right, right, their right. Resume but they started the season ranked high because yeah, of the pol- the preseason polls are a joke to begin with. All I'm saying is now we have six, seven games of sample size. Anybody that has watched this season and said, you know what, Coastal Carolina is better than Kentucky, I'm going to rank them higher. They deserve to lose their voting privileges, as you saw last night. They lose to App State, and now you don't have to worry about them in the New Year Six or really anything in regards to Kentucky. That's good news, Roush, because yes. need any team that could potentially take a spot in the New Year Six to keep losing. We, I actually have it written down today. We need to kind of – well, we don't need to, but we can. We can talk just like avenues, what it'll look like if Kentucky goes 11-1, and what they'd need other teams to do, and, and stuff like that. Because there is still a path to the playoff. It is still there. I don't think it's likely to happen, but if it's not likely to happen, then you need to make sure Kentucky's going to find themselves in the New Year Six. I think those things. Uh, I think that's. I think that is very probable, or it should be probable if Kentucky takes care of their own business. Right. Right. Correct. Then that yeah. that really should be that. Uh, I, I had a bad feeling about Coastal when I saw a picture of their uh, their like equipment truck. It was stuck. On oh, a no. road going to Boone, so uh, a lot of windy, windy roads. A lot of windy roads. roads going through the mountains. So mm. the the surf met the turf met the mountains, and not n- not not great for coastal. That was a good football game. Did you see the uh, the botched hold they had? Like not. App State should have had the lead for the final ten minutes of the game, but on the extra point attempt, the holder just couldn't get the ball down. Ends up being a tie game. Epstein controls the clock all the way down. Get it down to three seconds. They just got to chip in a like twenty yard field goal, and the dude almost hooked it. <laughs> almost, almost missed it. So uh, shout out to Epstein for getting the big win. They've been close all year. Uh, just couldn't get it done. So shout out to Epstein. Uh, I I think the first college football rankings, college football playoff rankings. I think they come out next week. Yeah, it's. I think it's the week after next. Actually. I think it's like November 2nd or something like that. I think it's after UK's game against Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, I, November 2nd, you're right. Yeah, I thought That's I'd read correct. that somewhere. Yep, you are correct. But, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun watching stuff play out this weekend. It's not the uh, greatest slate. It's like right before all of the Big Ten and Big 12 start putting their big teams against one another at, towards the end of the season, and there aren't like – I mean, I guess Tennessee-Alabama, if you want to call that a rivalry. 
There's an SEC rivalry. That's going to be a horrible Alabama game. Alabama gets a win by a million. Yeah. Horrible game. Yeah, I think I'm going to bet those favorites this weekend. Bama and uh, Ole Miss. You got uh, Iowa State hosting Oklahoma State, who's the number eight team in the country, but Iowa State's favored by seven. There's five unranked teams favored over ranked teams this weekend. Four or five. Forget. Y'all need it. Typically, Your Uncle Brom, one of them. Yeah, typically the uh, unranked teams, like they're favored for a reason in those matchups. So just a little preview for the picks of the week tomorrow. Something to chew on. I'm sure people will not stop chewing until then. It's waiting on bated breath. It'll be a long chew as they wait to hear Nick Rouse's unsponsored picks of the week here on Big Exports Radio's Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here with you today. Uh, a lot of quick hitters. Um, have you looked at Kentucky's bowl projections at all? Yeah. Anything that you like, you don't like, you pops out at you? Not really. I mean, most still have Kentucky in the New Year's Six, which is good. Like either, I actually thought most peachy. didn't. I pull up the most. Oh, you're re- right. You you a lot. There are several peach. You're right. Between peach and outback, though, I feel like it's kind of what I saw was kind of split. But we know I would much rather prefer peach over outback. That's what I was about to say. For the sake of this show, please let it be the peach. A few of my friends, I kind of reached out to, and I just said, "What what are you? Where are you at on the bowl? Because this is what my friend group." would always do is we would go to that CBS Sports Classic game. We went to Vegas. We went to New Orleans. We went to Chicago. Maybe the only cities we went to. But uh, we we would go to that game, you know, three or four years in a row, go into that one. It was always a really good time. But when we, had, when we started playing on that in like 2015-ish, 2016-ish, that's when Kentucky started getting to bowl games regularly. And when you had that CBS Sports trip planned – is really going to make it tough to do that in late to mid December, and then a week or two later have to go to another city, another trip uh, for Kentucky's bowl game. So n- this year we just haven't. I think the last two or three years we haven't even planned the CBS Sports Classic trip. But I did reach out to some of those folks and just said, "What are you looking at on the bowl game?" I think a lot of people are kind of in the same boat. Wait and see approach. You can't just go plan a trip to New Orleans not knowing if Kentucky's going to be in the Sugar Bowl mm-hmm. or not. Uh, be a risky game. Maybe you get the, can- the free cancellations, which you should you should get anytime you're booking a hotel. But uh, it'd be a dangerous game to have to plan a trip, not knowing exactly how Kentucky season's going to finish up or where they're going to end up. The this consen- week, the consensus of folks though is, I'm waiting and seeing to what bowl game it is. The right now, there's three peaches, two citruses, an outback, a fiesta, and a sugar. Oh, so still n- more New Year Six. You're right. Yeah. The non uh, and. Really, just kind of comes down to if Kentucky takes care of business. It, that seems would, to be the line. If it's New Year's Six, it seems like my friend or a couple, at least a few of my friends are in. And then if it's like Citrus or Outback, it may be dependent on opponent, which is kind of where I'm at, to be honest with you. Yeah, exact especially because Citrus, you, you've been there recently. If it's Outback, you got. if you want to do SEC tournament this year, that's in Tampa. You know, well, you could go scout it out. Yeah, you could. You could, but... Um, Outback, I'd like to go. I don't know if it's just the nostalgia that I was there for that Penn State game back in when I was a wee little kid. But it was a blast. It was a really, really fun time. Tampa is good. My mom took me. Like, we drove, which I don't think I would drive no, if I did it again. No, but that would probably not be a long idea. drive. But Tampa's warm too. You know, like people you forget that. Enjoy the beach in <laughs> mm-hmm. January. And their baseball team's no longer playing. <laughs> yeah, suck at Tampa. So Tampa would be like dependent on opponent. It'd be a Big Ten team. Ooh, 
There would be a regular season Bucks could, game potentially. Could be your uncle. Yeah, that's what they have. Uh, somebody has it against Purdue. Yeah, Jerry Palm has Kentucky versus Purdue. Honestly. That'd be fun. I'd, I'd be all right with that. You I, all well, would if, beat them by two touchdowns. If I, I'd be all right, <laughs> I'd be all right with that in the context of if Kentucky season has to take a few more or a couple more L's, I'd be okay with that. But if Kentucky goes eleven and one and they're going to the Outback Bowl. Yeah, I'm, yeah that's I'm, not happening. I'm, no, Tampa doesn't stand a chance. Nope, doesn't stand a chance. We're riding. No, they're actually riding. We're riding. Uh, so the two days at oh wait, that's at the damn it, the Bucks aren't home. That's okay. Man, I don't think I don't think Kentucky should. It, so here's here's what I want to ask you. We know if Kentucky goes eleven and one, they're going to a New Year's Six. Which one? I don't know. Ten and two, probably too. Ten. And, that's what I'm going to ask you. Ten I think and two. Ten I'm, and not, two. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I think they would. If they because... lose to Mississippi State or Tennessee, they're getting punished in the polls. We know that. I don't think Kentucky can can afford another loss without dropping seven spots. Yeah, but then they have several weeks to make it up after that. They have three weeks, and it's Vandy. Four. It's Vandy. Uh, it's Va- well. Yeah, you got a month. You Vandy. And if you're so crappy he, team, New he, Mexico or whatever one it is, and then the reason Lowell. why I think they would have a shot is because all of these Big Ten teams they're going to cannibalize each other and they're going to have bad yeah. records as but well. I mentioned earlier in the week they're not going to get punished the same. Because of just logos or whatever? Well, just because, like, oh, you lost to the number eight team. Oh, we can't punish you too much. Well, you lost to the number 11 team. We can't punish I, you too much. Ultimately, it, the cannibalism will kind of self-infest itself where it's like, yeah, you lost, but how much can we really punish you for losing to such a good team? Where you'll look at the end of it, and instead of having, like, four teams in the top 12 or whatever it is, five teams in the top 12, and they'll be in five teams in the top 20. Where it's like, okay, they just drop back a slightly a bit. You're right, some will, I'm, I'm but thinking, some won't. I'm thinking less about rankings right now just because, in my mind, Florida and Bama – or, excuse me, Georgia and Bama are going to get into the playoff. And then I really think – I don't know if Alabama is. If Georgia beats Alabama, two-loss Alabama is not getting in. They're just not. As yeah, much as they are one of the best I, four teams in football, they would not get in. Yeah, I think Alabama's going to win that game. Wow. It's hot take. Yeah. That's what Kentucky fans really kind of need. You really to be want Bama for. to win in the SEC championship game. Or to lose like two more times, but yeah. that's not gonna happen. It's like it's like either win the SEC championship game or lose the Iron Bowl, lose the SEC championship game. Because I think in theory, you can have you could have two playoff two teams in the playoff and two or three in the New Year's six. Right? So and if that happens and Kentucky's the second best team in the East, they're gonna they're going to be in, in a good spot for that as long as they aren't a nine-win team. So I'm remaining optimistic for now because there is a lot of football left to be played uh, and because I think Kentucky has the right mindset. Um, but, yeah, I really want the New Year Six. That, that's just what – I'm curious. Let us know on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Kentucky goes 10-2. and two. You split the Mississippi State-Tennessee games. And I don't think it really matters which one would be – which like if you lost one and won one, I don't think it really matters in terms of big picture. Maybe it would be better just to lose the Mississippi State game so you could start your climb up the pole faster or have more time to kind of make those moves up the pole. And it'd maybe be a road game. You'd, you'd get punished a little less for losing on the road in the SEC because that's, right. that is that is the norm that happens to a lot of teams. But I would uh, – so I guess 
in a perfect, if Kentucky's got to drop one more, you probably want it to be the Mississippi State game. And then Justin's right, you'd win your final four to finish the season. You'd be 10 and 2. You'd be a double digit win SEC team, second place in the East, probably third place overall in the conference with just two conference losses. I would hope that'd get in, Roush. I would worry that it just, I'd worry that it wouldn't. I, maybe that's just a pessimistic, like, oh, they're out to get us, Kentucky, which I don't really truly believe that. But I just think if Kentucky drops one more, you're going to see UK. We're 15th now. I don't know what next week, let's just say either we're 14th, 15th, or 16th. You could see us moving one spot or another. You lose a Mississippi State. They'd be in the top 25 still. Yeah, but I think you're outside the top 20. Yeah. And then can you get into the top 10 from outside the top 20 – beating Tennessee, Vandy, New Mexico State, and Louisville. Maybe. Probably Maybe. with the way that teams are losing this year. I would hope so. Teams you are know. losing. I think they're saying that there's like been more ranked teams losing than any other season. Last for week, one. there think, was 40 ranked teams that had lost so far. I think the record up to that point was like 07. It was like 60 or something. Yeah. But So, so like so team, teams are losing. They are and losing. And they're going to lose more. I so just, that that's why it's important to, to, to stay steady. Uh, if I, I know Pro Football Focus, they release a graphic of the easiest schedules left in college football or in Power Five football, and it was like Georgia and Kentucky were one two. Great, Kentucky, yeah. yeah, I saw Kentucky had the easiest one on some. Let me let me ask you this though: one loss, Kentucky. Georgia beats Alabama in a really really close game. Alabama gets that second loss though, basically eliminates them from the college football playoff. Who's the Sugar Bowl taking? Eleven to one Kentucky, eleven and two Alabama. Both have losses to Georgia. Alabama has the road loss to A and M. Who is the Sugar Bowl, which is supposed to take the highest remaining SEC team? So it really would come down to rankings. It would at that come point. down to rankings technically. I'm also curious too. But we, I guess, I guess it's a two question bit. Who would be ranked higher in that scenario? Again, a lot of hypotheticals to start your Thursday morning. Have some fun with it. You deserve it. Week's almost over. Let your hair down, buddy. And who would the Sugar Bowl rather have? Who would be ranked higher, and who would the Sugar Bowl rather have in that situation? And you may have, if there's, I would think, if there's some Louisville fans listening, and they're like, you all have completely lost your mind. You're asking if the Sugar Bowl would rather have Kentucky football or have Alabama. Kentucky. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and, and before, you, before you drive off the road here for a second, can you imagine UK fans at the Sugar Bowl versus an Alabama football season that's not the college football playoffs? Right, right. Which they, fan base is going to flood to New Orleans more? Yeah. And naturally, there's probably more Alabama fans living in and around New Orleans than Kentucky, and plus Tuscaloosa, much closer to New Orleans. I'm not saying Alabama would bring a ton of fans. There's no doubt about that. The Sugar Bowl would be very happy if they were put in this situation. They, they, they have we get not... Alabama or we get Kentucky. Alabama has not been to the Sugar Bowl in the college football playoff era, for what it's worth. So, like, Really? Yeah. They, they, or, I think I do remember well, that one year where they ended up playing somewhere further away. But so, I, like, they played, they played the Sugar Bowl in 18 as a part of the playoff. Oh, okay, then that counts. Okay. I'm counting that. I mean, they've but they, got they the haven't experience. been, though, like— Yeah, I was going to say that was shocking. That'd be shocking if— Somehow the playoff hadn't gone there. Wasn't there one been. year that they like bypassed on the Sugar Bowl despite it being closer because they wanted to play somewhere else? I thought I'd remember that being a storyline or something like that. But that could have been, yeah. 
Um, There's been a lot of Alabama in the playoffs, though, so the years start to run together at some point. I do weirdly agree with you that I think the Sugar Bowl would say, "Come on down, know, Big Blue." Yeah, like, you, let, let's make this a, a right, once, but, but the hopefully not a once in a lifetime. Would but, definitely have Alabama higher, I think. Yes, yeah. at that point, would the Sugar Bowl just be like, "Damn it, we're, we we can't we can't take Kentucky because yeah. these rankings." That I'm not entirely 100 percent sure, but I think it does kind of come down to rankings, but. Gosh, you know, if like Kentucky finishes seventh and Alabama sixth in the rankings, <laughs> and they get the Sugar Bowl, and Kentucky goes out to the Fiesta, because I, I don't know how many UK fans would go out to Phoenix. I think you'd have a, a bunch. I think you'd have a good number. I don't think you're talking like they'd probably put in the Peach Bowl before that, right? Isn't the Peach Bowl? It's not a playoff. No, the Cotton is a playoff, and yeah, the Cotton and the Orange Bowl this year. No, I'm pretty sure the Orange is not. Or the cotton and the rose, then. I mean, it's no, the rose isn't either. But maybe it is. It's the cotton orange. and orange. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's cotton and orange. Okay. I can I can tell you in two seconds. I just had it pulled up. I love that we're doing these bowl scenarios, by the way. Just like why wow, you're we're seven games into the season. It's I love it's it. a bye week. It's, I think that's natural for. Speaking of bowl scenarios, I was talking to a couple guys at the bar about it last night. It's orange that's, and cotton. Yeah. Gotcha. Aside from the weather and the fans being able to get to that place and this may be an ignorant take being an an indiana football fan but does the bowl really matter does it really matter which bowl you play in yeah 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 because like the the belk bowl game was probably the most entertaining and exciting game but charlotte i'm in on the peach bowl by the way this stadium watching a game in that stadium would be incredible like having kentucky be there uk fans more at the peach bowl or sugar bowl Probably peach. Sugar. Probably peach. Uh, I mean, they're both New Year's Six games. Sugar Bowl has more prestige just because it's the Sugar Bowl. But more fans living in Atlanta, easier drive for a lot of UK fans. I think you're talking huge numbers. Huge numbers either way. I think the one. The Fiesta Bowl is the only one where I'm like, all right, Kentucky probably bringing 20 to 30,000. The, the, one, be terrible, the one difference but... is the Sugar Bowl is a Saturday on New Year's Day and the Peach Bowl is a Thursday night before that weekend. Oh, gosh. I almost would rather have the Thursday night one than get back home for New Year's, drive back that Friday. Ooh, drive back that Friday, stop at lunch, watch the Kentucky High Point game. Mm. Roush loses his mind because he's not there. Can't hang Tubby Smith's jersey <laughs> in the rafters of the bar. He's at a Cracker Barrel on the way home, and he's just screaming, <laughs> I should be there, Tubby! <laughs> Could leave after the game and potentially get there. It's a 7 o'clock game, Justin. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday, or two days ago. when, Or yesterday, I think. I don't know. The days run together. Just saying. We're it's past it's our, a possibility. We're past our late-night driving days. I will say, we need to get to a break. But when we come back, Kentucky, the way they're recruiting... We're going to be having these kind of conversations oh, I love it. quite often in the future. I really am like grinning ear to ear thinking about like, well, would I rather go to Phoenix? <laughs> would I maybe go to New Orleans or would I want to go to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl? Take care of business, Kentucky. And all one of these will certainly be a possibility. Uh, not a possibility. It'll be a reality. Take care of your business. Beat Mississippi State. Heal up this week. And Roush uh, has some good recruiting news, and he's right. This won't be the last year that we're talking bowl destinations in late October. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Cool bowl destinations. We're past just bowl games. We're so cool.
Um, but I believe it because I always see people eating it. And then oh, their queso man. is also delicious, which I'm relatively new to the queso game. I what? used to not like queso. What? I used, yeah. I, used to is, like, I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah, exactly, but, Justin. Like, ooh, TJ didn't like what? a delicious food. Wow, but, what a surprise. But And I still don't, like, love – it's just cheese is can be used in so many awesome fashions. I think it's just kind of cheap to have it in it – to have it naked, you know, just to have it at its bare. You gotta, I like it with something. It's oh, you cheap. gotta church it up? No, not churching it yeah, up. Yeah, well, that's Mr. not true. Anti-churching no, it up. Because how many cases? No, 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 no. Because the best quesos are churched up. That's true. They got like peppers and the, stuff. Yeah, or like other, yeah. you know, spicy cheeses bacon. mixed with the oh bacon. Yeah. <laughs> See, when you get in the churched up quesos, I'm actually closer Ooh, the, the, in on it. But anyways, Salsaritas has the best queso. Quesos. Those are good. Also, I've I don't got know a if I've had a beef. Hey. Queso. Oh man, yeah, change the your cheesy life. beefy. It's mm. like cooked in it. It's like you basically make queso and you have like taco meat and you put it in a crock pot. Yeah, I mean the dip. concept seems to make sense. It doesn't seem hard either. I just yeah. don't think I've had that. Yeah, it's my cousin's. That's what she always brings to like. I'm sure I've had it in a dip, but can't recall. Yeah, very good. Um, shout out to Pam from Salsaritas for really burning me, roasting me on the KRC Facebook group. Oh yeah, I mean that good. was and. I didn't want the chair picture to get into, a, you know, a weight thing. That, that that didn't make me happy to see. Of course, UK Pez just makes a stupid, like, you know, like thinks it's like a funny joke, just not a funny joke. <laughs> but Pam said, like, hey, we've, like, got, we've got healthy options at Salsa Arenas and chairs the like. <laughs> see, that was a clever <laughs> way. Yeah, that That's was, a that clever way. Trevor with another yeah, clever way. Exactly. And then UK Pez just comes out with, can you say diet? <laughs> The worst part, too, is that, like, I actually had been dieting pretty well, but I... I yeah, you look I, good in the picture. We can see your ears, kind of. Yeah, I, but I've, I've waved the towel. Last night, I ate ice cream while watching Survivor. God, she hit you oh. with the, our Build-A-Nutrition program. I just can't. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I just can't stop eating this Halloween candy, and I just don't know what to do about oh, it. Man. It's gain season, you know? You'll get no drink January. You'll lose it all that weight back. And you're in, in dad mode, too. You can eat whatever the hell you want. You, you keep saying that, and I keep listening to you. <laughs> I'm doing it. I and need you to, know what? It's going to make you. I need to quit. It's going to make you feel great when you lose all that weight in January. Oh, I don't know. Like the thing is, after I get done working, this is my first like full week back doing doing the old rigmarole. But last week, you know, ever really since the babies, I've only had a couple full days off. Just You've been dabbling here and had, there. Had to tie up some loose ends. The baby came early, early than we were anticipating. Uh, not by much, but even just a few days. So it was really hard to try to plan, like, when appraisals are due, when to accept them, hoping the due date's long enough away where I can actually get a few days off. Anyways, long story short, I want to get back into, like, the, the Pelotron routine. It's just when any t- free time I have, it's just like, boy – what about just not doing anything? Yeah, that's nice. So Take I got I got to eventually try to get maybe once I can get the UK basketball back on and it's the two hour Pelotron yeah. battles Friday can, night. Uh, fr- Blue maybe white. I certainly don't have any plans. <laughs> As a new dad, you know that yep. I, don't, I don't have anything going on. So actually, that may be the brew at the zoo night. Um, that's Saturday or Friday. I realized too that I got my dates mixed up, so we're not going Friday. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I, I can't I can't remember what day we're going. Are you going Saturday? I'm going next Friday. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think we're going. My, I still think we're going this Friday. My date's crisscrossed up, but um. Oh, that's a bummer. That's your loss, buddy. Yep, my loss. Uh, but no, still excited. Halloween, getting crazy. Spooky season is here. 
And you know what's a really spooky season? Who's a really spooky season for? Hey, Alabama, because they ain't getting a five-star wide receiver because he's coming to Kentucky. Woo! Woo, 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 woo. This is Roush's recruiting scoop, but there's actually more, too, and I'm sure he's going to tell us about that. Uh, yeah, and here's what I think a sensible Kentucky fan is going to say, Roush. Why? Why? Like, Alabama was the perceived leader. Kids from Nashville, correct? Yes, Pearl Cone High School, big time program in Nashville. So about, Barry and Brown, you know, about midway, five star receiver, thirteen player in America. According like if to Alabama really wanted this guy, why are they not getting him? See, like if it was a local kid, you know, that's one thing. All but right. a kid from Nashville, that's a wide receiver with UK's offense, not always looking the friendliest for wide receivers. Although Liam Cohen's changing it, baby. What's going on here? See, I think the big thing is that a Liam Cohen. Um, proving that, hey, we're going to throw it to our number one guy 17 times in a game. Wondell had 17 targets at Georgia. You about 15 could be our number times. one guy someday. And like also tomorrow. Like they're saying, we need you now. We need you to play now. We're at Alabama. It's the whole, it's like uh, Kentucky basketball recruiting. Like you've got to earn your way in, blah, 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 blah. That's part of it. Uh, I, I think, because like essentially what happened when Chad Simmons logged his pick and other stuff happened. The reason why folks are all of a sudden in on it is because Alabama's backed away. I don't know exactly why. Um, I know, like, he got suspended from his football team, like, once in each of the last two years. So maybe there's some red flags. You know what? No such thing as too many red flags at Kentucky. If he's just a receiver who's got a little bit of receiver in him, Kentucky's done just fine with Lynn Bowden. They've seems worked like out just UK's fine with there. Culture seems to break egos, for the most part. Yeah, I would. Obviously, some exceptions when you're dealing with seventy to 120 kids and blah blah blah. But like, it, you know, he's not going to be tweeting like Lynn Bowden was tweeting when he was a freshman. Remember that? Like, every but Lynn other Bowden day. got it together yeah. in time. You know, he figured yeah. it out. Um, that one, the USC lineman, he may have been one that they never really, they could never tame. The transfer? You mean from Ohio State, Marcellus Jones? Yeah, Marcellus Jones. That, that, EJ Price was the USC transfer, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and they, he was, he they was, wrangled him in for a while, and then he just... Well, one kind of went, like, I think maybe had, like, an episode. That was EJ. That was yeah. EJ. Gotcha. Yeah, he okay. had some serious kind of He, he did. He, he was the only one that... I, well, maybe not the only one, but you're right. Yeah. Um, Marcellus Jones, though, that dude was just a... Man, he was a crazy dude. And he was only here for, like, two weeks. They were like, yeah, we can't... <laughs> we, we can't control this guy. Did I ever tell that story about Marcellus Jones? Should I tell a story about Marcellus Jones? Tell the story about Marcellus Jones. It tell is. the story about Marcellus Jones. Tell the story so, about Marcellus Jones. I yeah. can't believe you made that work. Throw Throwback <laughs> Thursday, Marcellus Jones. He, Ohio State guy, top 200 recruit, Army All-American. He was at the Army All-American game with Elam and Drew Barker, and they thought that they were going to get him to commit. Then he ends up going to Ohio State lasting a year flaming out and coming to Kentucky. So Marcellus Jones, dude was, uh, had some screws loose. He was the kind of like, you, you know, how they say you don't, you can't fight crazy. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, so Marcellus Jones is on campus and he's one of those guys who actually speaks really well, great, great kid. And you know, that he's there a week or two, but he's, he's got to work his way in. And, to work his way in, he's just 
maybe raising a little more hell than they'd like. So one day in the locker room, uh, he gets into it with Matt Elam, and, you know, they've got to be separated. And so finally, Vince has to take Marcellus Jones into Coach Stoops' office, and they've got to have a coming-to-Jesus talk. Like, Marcellus, listen, we, we know that you're really good. You can be an NFL player if you get it together. Just you got to be on the straight and arrow here. Like, just give us a month to prove that you can do this. Just, just one month. You know, if stuff happens, it happens, whatever. But you got to be on the straight and narrow. Please. They, so they have this talk for about an hour. They feel pretty good about it. Finally, they, they tell him to leave. Vince is hanging out with Mark. Ten minutes later, they hear, Fight! Come into the room and Marcellus Jones has Matty Ullman a headlock and he's just freaking <laughs> giving it to him. All right. See you, Marcellus. <laughs> Matt Elam. Well, I said all of 10 minutes after that coming to Jesus. Do we moment. blame Matt Elam for that? I mean. We uh, don't know how, what, what started the fight. We don't know. You're going to have but some it was, people. It was very funny that like within, I mean, just like that. He's right back at it. Could imagine. Well, I mean. I, I could see so Matt Elam what, having what, like a what, smile what, on his so, face so and what, what talking did, a little smack. What did, so what did Matt Elam do for Kentucky football? <laughs> <laughs> I, all right. Now, to go back to here, there's a Matt Elam comp out there. Okay? Uh, for, for Barian? No, no, no not, not for Barian Brown. <laughs> but Both in looks and Alabama versus UK. So Matt Elam... Jordan Davis of Georgia, that's what they wanted Matt Elam to be. That's what they, like, when 24-7 made him a five-star recruit because they because Alabama offered, that that was their vision, was here's a 6'7 guy, 360 pounds, that can just raise all sorts of hell. That video Cole Kublik tweeted, Jordan Davis, did you see it? Actually, Here, just watch it in real time. Okay, watch it in real time. That bad boy up and there. Uh, Jordan Davis is going to be just... Oh my God! He went from completely one side he, he of just he was toying. Fort, Fortner yeah, had he was, him. He was just toying with Fortner, just being like, "All right, you're going to try to run this way. I'm here." And then he goes, "Who was that? Was it Smoke?" And Smoke tries to go the other way, yeah, and then he's and like, then, "Well, I'm here too." Yeah, no, it's McLean actually. But it really is a game of peekaboo. I tweeted it out there. It's only it's you know I think it's like from a day or two old yesterday, so you only have to go back a few tweets. But uh, he just he basically just is unblockable. Just says, yeah. "I'm going to be where you don't want me to be," and he's there for it both times. Uh, to compare Matt Elam to that was optimistic. Well, that's kind of the hope is you get a guy with that kind of measurables, and Kentucky's in on a guy like that, Dion Walker. It's essentially between Kentucky and Michigan for a 6'6", 350-pound high school defensive tackle. Uh, I, I don't know when exactly his visit date, but he's a top 200 guy. So let's just let's let's play this fun game of best-case scenario for Kentucky football recruiting, okay? You've got Keontae Goodwin right now, all right? He's a top – 100, you know, top 20 guy. You have, uh, hell, I need to have the commits in front of me. You got Tyrese Fearbury. Who he moved up in the rankings. Yep, he moved up as well. All the rankings kind of start to run together. Alex Afari just climbed up really high. Uh, That was significant. People people forget about him. He's another top 200 guy. So you've got four, at least four in the fold right now. You're probably going to add Dane Key next week. That's a fifth top 200 guy. If if you get Barry and Brown, that's a six. 
and this Dion Walker kid, you're you're right there with him as well, and then Emil Wagner. That's eight. You have eight top. You could have up to eight top two hundred guys at Woo. a variety of positions: receiver, defensive line, offensive line. It would be Stoops's best class. That doesn't even include who they'd go pluck from the transfer portal. Correct. So that you're talking about a bringing top in that class, class plus transfer for portal. the long term future UK. And then plucking and filling some holes on the transfer portal while mixing in some of these freshmen. Woo wee! Yeah, isn't Destin Wade putting up like stupid Crazy numbers, numbers at quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Which, like, you know, who knows what that's gonna. He's gonna be a great flex tight end at Kentucky. Whoa, seems like a hot take. You don't think there's any way he could work out at quarterback? He's gonna be a great flex tight end at Kentucky. Is that inside source? No, it's just like you watch him run. It's crazy. He's so good. <laughs> like, just does it scream flex tight end? It screams like, eh, probably shouldn't be quarterback. We just need to have you running routes and going around people. Gotcha. Yeah, he's just such a good athlete. And then Keaton's just a star on, on yeah, the defense. He's freaking good too, man. But the I, I think the I know a lot of it's best case scenario type stuff, and that's why you know to go back to the bowl game. I mean, keeping this momentum going is so important. So important. Uh, and, and, you know, there's definitely some guys out there, too, that we don't really know about. Like, Brown, Brown's kind of like in the case of Trevin Wallace, where you're kind of just lurking, lurking, and then when other teams fall by the wayside, you're there. So, uh, you know, they did that with Wallace. They're kind of doing that with Brown. They'll probably do that with some others, too, down the stretch. I, I have a feeling Summerall would ha- will have somebody in his back pocket that we won't know about until signing days creeping close in late December. So this Kentucky football recruiting class could be the best one ever. And it's capitalizing on a big season, the momentum from that, earlier than you normally expect. Like in 2018, you didn't see the, the success of that in the recruiting class until two cycles later. With 2020, when you got Justin Rogers – and all those dudes. So you could be capturing this momentum quicker. You could be getting at positions of need. And, man, it it's a good time to to be a fan of Kentucky football because it doesn't look like it's going to be slowing down anytime soon. And uh, John Settle traveling to Texas to see a four-star running back, not a place Kentucky often goes to recruit. He's a 2023 guy, though, I think. So, uh so a little ways away. But even then, still just being able to feel like you can go to Texas. You're not going there unless you feel like you got a good chance with the kids. So uh, that's exciting. Being on game day, playing in big games, the yeah. Florida LSU game, winning those games, seeing those atmospheres come to life at Kroger Field, talked about it all offseason. We'll say it a million more times. Those are things fans can control, the atmosphere portion of it. Players want to play in those games. Recruits want to play in those games. People in the transfer portal are going to want to play in those games. And they're definitely going to want to play with in them if you're winning them. And then you see that helmet on game day. We wish the game against Georgia had gone a little differently, but I think people saw a competitive team that was closer to Georgia than most teams this season have been. It's awesome to see the recruiting hike. It's exactly what should happen. And this you're talking about, Really, an unreal class that would would knock on the door to finishing, potentially finishing near the top ten or in the top ten. And I've always had this take for recruiting. If you've listened to me long enough on Big X Sports Radio, you've heard me say this at some point. But I think there's like a, I'm, I probably changed my numbers too, but anywhere from like a seven to fifteen buffer spot in recruiting rankings 
So, like, if Kentucky finishes with the top 30 class, if they have if they finish with 30th class, I think they're in the same realm as the 15th-ranked team and the 45th-ranked team. And and you see that in history. You see that in recruiting history a lot. Where, I see what you're saying, Like, yeah. at the Alabamas, Clemsons, Georgias, and Ohio States, they're generally kind of separated from most of the field. Yes. If they are going to lose, though, it's going to be in a team that's generally recruiting within the top 20 of the rankings. They very, very seldomly lose to a team outside the top 20. 25 in recruiting rankings. I think there's tiers in recruiting, but there are buffer zones because recruiting rankings aren't a total science, and sometimes some players end up better than another. So when Kentucky's recruiting in the top 30, that's good, but that doesn't get you near the Georgias and the Alabamas. If Kentucky can get that up closer to 15, then I think you're you are right there within striking distance where um, recruiting rankings can be a little wrong from time to time. Like I said, some guys ranked a little lower than they should be. Some ranked a little too high just based on high school careers. That's big. They can, that's what Kentucky needs to do. Take that next step and consistently finish in recruiting rankings from like 10th to 20th and really ideally inside the top 15 but, instead of being 20 to 30 yeah. like we've been. You get now in that you take next that next step. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you baby step your way up. That's what it's that's what it's been this entire time in the Mark Stoops era and it seems like they're you well, are right about the capitalizing and, a little sooner than we thought. That's that's awesome too. And it's at positions too that are it's hard to get difference makers at receiver. It's hard to get difference makers at left tackle like Goodwin. It's hard to get difference makers at defensive tackle. Like those are positions that can be absolute game wreckers. But it's difficult to find those, you know. Like it, it, those are the hardest guys to get. Uh, I know there might be some folks that are worried that Goodwin is taking his official visits. Uh, he's going to Bama this weekend. He'll be using his Kentucky one during the Tennessee game. Uh, I, he's been to every UK home game. I mean, he'll he'll go to every UK home game this year. Hell, and I bet he'll end up being at the Louisville game too because it's just right down the street. So like I'm, I'm still very unconcerned about Keontae Goodwin. That's good. Flipping it seems like something. most folks at UK are not concerned. I would just say that, like, of course, I think more people are going to not be concerned before these official visits that he's, you know, he still plans mm-hmm. on maybe Ohio State. I think was it Michigan or Michigan State? Or Michigan something? State. There's a there's a lot of kids at aspirations that are getting recruited by Michigan State. I think that's part of it. I think gotcha. they're going there with a lot of them. I, I yeah, I I'll be happier to hear you say you're not worried after these visits. That's yeah, okay. Fair enough. I mean, it's Alabama, you know? Like, what they're just basically going – it's kind of like the old uh, – Alan. I think it was Alan Cutler was telling this on Just the Cats with it, Cutler and Bennett. Now, they gotta they got to shorten that name one way. they got to be just either Cutler and Bennett or Just the Cats. Can't be Just the Cats with Cutler and Bennett. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I do think the big voice guy says – Kentucky roll call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, but, but we like, don't we say never that. say Walker and We Roush. don't say this is KRC with Walker and Roush. Yeah. You know? But that's just that's just like, they're doing a great job. But but I think Cutler was telling a story about how Rupp his Tubby recruit, stories for fun yesterday. They were. Uh, I think he was telling a Rupp story that his recruiting approach was just like, I don't really need you if you want to be a part of this suite. If you don't, then best of luck to you moving forward. Kind of what I imagine Saban does, except when they really want a guy, they'll schmooze him up and a whatnot. Bit, yeah. But I think it does just kind of simply come down to, you know, I mean, our track record speaks for itself. Uh, if, you, if you want to compete for titles and most likely win a national championship, you'll come here. Uh, if you want to go to Kentucky, be the hometown hero, maybe get to a New Year's Six Bowl game and probably get drafted, that's a good option too. You can't really go wrong with either, but it just kind of comes down to, do you want a part of this culture and championships, or do you want to be the hometown guy? Um, 
and that's tough for a good one to like that may be tough that's tough for anybody that's why Kentucky has lost guys to Alabama that's why everybody loses guys to Alabama so um I I w- will hope for that optimism afterwards I I think he'll end up at UK everybody said everybody's telling me as much so why should I think anything otherwise but it still should be a area of concern I think you'd be a little naive not to think that a little bit you know he's still visiting he's still going out on dates and seeing other people uh, Trevor always loved the dating references and recruiting, really just with anything. And to be f- and to be fair, to be fair, uh, th- I caught on to him as well. So he's still going out and seeing some other people. I still think he'll end up at UK. I'm happy that it's going to be a packed house against Tennessee, but you're right. He's been at all the games. The, uh, the one visitor to Alabama this weekend that might be more significant from a big picture standpoint, Sadiq Clements. Uh, Sadiq oh, the, Clements. The Kentuckian. Yeah, Henderson County. He has... A handful of offers. Uh, Kentucky was the first back in April. He visited for the LSU game, camped over the summer. He's got Purdue, IU, Louisville have offered. He's going to end up blowing up, and this is kind of the first step. So that that class. I think Lackford put in a pick for him to Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. That 2023 class in Kentucky is very, very talented. And oh, good he time might for be, Kentucky to be good. For Freddie went and saw him last week at the Kroger KSR game of the week, and he was just like, "This, he's legit. Also, you know, it'd be a real shame if, like, I'm sure they already know this and they've already talked about this, but 2023 class is loaded. A lot of linemen in there, Best too. to, you know, make sure everybody in the state knows Kentucky's still well above and far ahead of Louisville God, in that game in November, right? Just up the freaking score Just make sure that those recruits know that this state is still blue. I mean, there's four good linemen. You've got the Clements kid at Henderson County. Micah Carter at St. X, St. X, uh, the kid at Male whose name escapes me right off the top of my head, uh, and then there's a kid at Boyle County too, that's solid as well. I mean, like the save Kentucky, you're in, uh, in good hands. Yeah, it's uh, it is cool. Again. I'm not even mentioning like Caden Mormon, Ty Bryant that they've already got committed in 23. A lot of talent, a lot of talent coming Kentucky's way. Yeah, and we also will bring this up kind of frequently that Kentucky has always had good players every so often, but just the the depth yeah. of the good players really is pretty new, in my opinion. Man. It's great stuff, though. You want to head on over stuff. to the Thornton Sex Line for a... Uh... Quick bit? Yeah, why not? Sure. Let's get over to the Thornton's Sex Line. Uh, make sure you get on over to Thornton's on your way to work today. Grab a cup of joe, maybe a donut. Fuel up with your Thornton's rewards card at Thornton's. Texter 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line says, I hope you have a good day, Nick. Sorry about the negative text. I shouldn't be typing or saying things that criticize others for simple opinions. Tough enough world already. No, it's okay, Texter. Give me all the hell you want. I went home. I took a nap yesterday. Had a much better day. <laughs> William Spencer? Yeah, yeah. He's had a hurt shoulder. I don't know how much Christian he's Christian Conyer? That's the Bowling Green kid. Yeah. And I believe, is he coming into somewhere or no? It doesn't say that he is. It's, uh, there's a kid for Bowling Green that's committed to Ohio State that's a year older than him. That's what I'm what? getting confused. What the hell is that all about? Defensive back? I don't know. Yeah, that's got to that's gotta change. <laughs> uh, Tommy Zeismir. Yeah, that? that's the Boyle County kid. Watch him camp. He's pretty good. Not as near as big as uh And then Kentucky's Clements. already got Caden Mormon and Ty Bryant. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about Dakota Patterson? 
He's a freaking monster. They have him listed as a receiver. I feel like he's more of a tight end. He's been in Kentucky, I think, twice this fall. They've they've been recruiting him hard along with Travion Longmire, who's a year older from Corbin going to Kentucky next year. Man, that is crazy. Just looking at the talent in the state for 2023. I mean, Patterson's like 6'5, 230. And a lot of the, you know, that's still like kind of early in the evaluating process. Not early, but like, you know, there's still guys who probably haven't been properly evaluated that we're not even talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Cause like their first year varsity football as sophomores, how many of them played seasons? You know, mm-hmm. they missed out on a year of football. Now you get the chance to really see them play this year. So. Well, good, clean fun in Kentucky yep. recruiting. And we start off the Thornton's text line with somebody being nice. Ah, real Love nice. It. Gosh, everything coming up KRC, huh? Yeah, and we had UK Basketball Media Day. We didn't even talk about any of it. Maybe we do that in hour number two. Yeah, I, I listened to Calipari's whole spiel. I don't think there's too much really to talk about. Not great for radio to say no, that, but... not for it. He wasn't very newsy. He wasn't. He no. wasn't, and uh, but, I, there but, was a, there was some stuff though. There's a few tidbits here and there. We'll get to that. All right, you're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Roll Justin Kalen, ninety six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. We'll be right back after this. Real nice. And then if it ever gets staticky, go on over to the 1450 AM dial. So back and forth options. And as always, you can tell Alexa, play Big X Sports Radio. Or Siri, play Big X Sports Radio. Google, play Big X Sports Radio. All those different options, it should work. Do we think that people have those things just going off now? That's what I was wondering. How many did you just set off? I'm hoping at least one. (laughs) Just hoping for one. Just takes one to make a difference. But we do appreciate you listening. Roush, basketball media day was yesterday. I'm sure maybe this was in part because of the pandemic, but glad they finally got it out of the smallest room at Memorial Coliseum for UK's basketball. so tiny. So dumb that they consistently and consistently and consistently put it in that room, and at no point did they ever think, oh, what about somewhere bigger? But they finally did it in the stands at Memorial. Genius idea. But they did it. And I liked how they had the players spread out. Seems like they just the, – the player part of it was always fine because you went to the gym mm-hmm. for that part of right, it. But right. uh, So that stayed the same. Yeah, I listened to Calipari. It, it's I, I guess like the C.J. Frederick stuff is the most interesting. But I think we just got to stop putting an emphasis on what Calipari says with injuries, and maybe he'll stop. Yeah. Yeah, he, he said that they haven't really seen him yet. He tried to go a little bit earlier, was, and he's just like, and eh, now why don't you just hang out a little bit longer? So uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, he said we hadn't had a bad practice yet. That was the quote that popped the most to me. Um, yeah, we've heard that before, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's not like one of his this isn't communism thing, though, right? No, but he he will bring up practices frequently. I mean, I think it's it's almost well, every year. If not, maybe there's only been a couple that he's missed. What was nice, though, to kind of reinforce that is that, you know, talking with Keon Brooks and Davion Mintz, Mintz was like, you know, it's when you have other dudes who have played college basketball before, it's not as 
you don't have to play catch up so much. Um, that was my that was like one of my two questions I asked because they actually had like a they had a Zoom session, uh, but yeah. the only people on Zoom were just KSR people. Although yeah, I didn't recognize your voice on the Zooms because like my voice is rough as hell right now. But Mince, uh, I was like, yeah, is it is it easier for those? And he brought up an example of like one time they had never done this drill before this season. It was a defensive drill. Um, and Kellen Grady stepped out to go first. And he was like, you want me to show you first? He's like, no, 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 we've done this before. So, like, they're able to move a little bit faster. They're a little bit further along. Um, and you've got guys like Oscar Sheeway being physical inside. Uh, one practice got kind of chippy. But, um, you know, for the most part, they it's been pretty intense. And I think when you have, what, eight, nine guys that are legitimately trying – like, there's probably nine guys, right? Nine or ten that really want to play. Mm-hmm. It's topping and wear kind expecting of – Expecting minutes to some degree. Right. So, like, they're, they're, these – they should be pretty intense. And that's what I hope – I hope we get a good product Friday night out of this in the blue-white game because they should be. They should, they, they should be fighting to, for spots. Yeah, they should. Uh, at, you know, some of the players were kind of goofing on Oscar, but the overall theme is that dude is just like a strong, strong person when it comes to Man. defending and and anchoring down the paint and the low block. He's a great rebounder, all that good stuff. That was I, good to hear. I'm getting some major Nasir survivor vibes from him. <laughs> like I know the two, like it's it's definitely apples and oranges. But like Keon was saying, like you know. The best part about Oscar is he's always smiling, you know, and like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of good to realize, like, you know, we got to it's a nice reminder that we got to be grateful that we're here playing basketball at the University of Kentucky, especially after the way last year went. He's always been like that. You know, that's why I don't think he's going to be in a rush to leave. I know, like, the nil and the green and the visa and the stuff like that, that stuff gets confusing. But um but yeah, he he fans are gonna love him. I just hope he can do enough on the court to continue mm-hmm. to stay on the court, not get in foul trouble. That's gonna be important. <laughs> what was his line? He said, uh, "Who can get a rebound from you?" And he said, "I think only God." <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought I thought it was somebody asked somebody else like, "Who can get a rebound from Shoeboy?" And somebody was like, "I don't know, maybe God." Or so- I, I, yeah. thought, I thought it was somebody else who said that, but maybe I'm getting it wrong. Either way, well. that was pretty funny. And then there was kind of a funny moment. It was a John Wong question. Uh, Justin, let's roll the tape. A lot has been made about your new energy and outlook this year. I had a colleague from out of state ask me, what is a swaggy cow? What should I tell him? And is that a name that you embrace? What is the name he said? Swaggy cow. Where do they, who says that? What's that? Everybody does fancy. They call me swaggy cow. Why don't you tell my wife that's what you guys call me? She would enjoy that. There was later on, uh, Jerry Tipton said uh, something about nickname, and, he, and Cal so was like, Jerry, you want me to tell you your nickname? What do, what do we think Cal's nickname for Jerry Tipton is? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what we got to find out. Cal's uh, nickname for Jerry Tipton and Mark, Mark Stoops' Stoops's nickname. nickname yeah. Two things that we've got to Also, to the Cal, like, to act like he's never heard Swaggy Cal before. Like, come on. Totally. Yeah. Totally. He's I, got a great poker face, though. Like, to be like, what? What are you talking about? I, I just like when Cal – I mean, that those – it's a silly question, and to like preface it as like, what should I tell my friend Swaggy Cal is? Like, 
just ask ask him what he what how he defines swaggy cow and just get on. You know, we don't need the we don't need the friend storylines and whatnot. But just get and and that I just don't want Cal really. I don't think he talks candidly anymore when discussing basketball. I think he will in bits and pieces. You can always kind of take out maybe a little bit of a truth, but I'm just kind of so sick of having to to what's the word when you're like in gold when they're digging for gold and you Oh, you got to sift. S- oh. Sift, Is yeah. Sift? Like you get the little you're painting. Painting yeah, for gold. Whatever the I yeah. think you I think you're right on either one or both those terms, but I'm just kind of I'm I'm sick of having to to flush it out. Sift through it, pan through it, whatever one it is, to find what actual little gold nuggets there may be with what he's he's saying. Because uh, he will do it, but sometimes I just like off-the-wall questions because I think it kind of gets him off his guard and he answers it more candidly than he does the other. I'm as sick as everybody with the injury stuff, but he's not going to stop, so complaining and whining about it only makes you that much more annoying. So I think the best thing to do with the injury stuff is just to kind of just know that we're screwed on injury talk. We're going to have to get inside sources. Hopefully somebody at KSR or Cats Illustrated or Cats Paws will hear some rumbling because you ain't going to get it from John Calipari, and we got to get used to that. And I honestly think a better approach is just to stop asking him about injuries. Like maybe he'll be more – maybe something will change because what's going on with the injury stuff isn't going to change. Yeah, that, I will say – And now I'm worried about C.J. Frederick. He didn't even bring up – like that was unprompted. He wasn't asked about his injury or anything. He was just – Asked about guys in the transfer portal and why he went there, and it's kind of, of going through of the transfer that, portal. That's guys. how he'd get to that. See, well, and that exactly, that's, and that's the part. Like I even asked him a portal question, and he went all over the place with it. And I was like, God, we're not going to get an answer. But then he ended up saying, like, you know what, though, you know, we'll, we'll leave some spots open for some midseason guys. I've done it once with Hamadou, and you know, if it comes up again, it's like, dude, yeah, it just happened with Shibwe. Like you literally just took a guy from the transfer portal <laughs> midseason, like. But he was alluding to Shaden Sharp potentially doing that um, in the spring. So I just say, go. if you're going to bring him in, let him let the dude play. Yeah, I seriously. don't understand the redshirt notion. Let him play, and then guess what? If he ends up blowing up and he leaves, but you go to a Final Four national championship game, win the national championship, okay, it was worth it. Like go get the hit, <laughs> then hit the portal again. You yeah. know, you, Kentucky can always go and get the guys that they want. And I don't want next year's team to be too dependent on freshmen. For what it's worth, I, I like. Where it's at, they're going to add Case and Wallace. Uh, who knows what Bona is going to do? Although Kansas got a commit last night from a big center, and he was down to UCLA in Kansas. There's part of me wanting him to go to UCLA just to maybe like make things a little bit more crowded there for Bona. Uh, Bona seems to be particular, but even like we've said a thousand times, even if you don't get him, you can go hit the portal, probably get somebody more college ready year one, which would be nice. You know, it'd also be nice, Roush. To get a ride from Ty Ty Washington. Oh, man. Damn straight. He can come swing on by, take us, pick us up, take us to Salsaritas. We can, if he needs gas, you tr- You trust on a 19-year-old in a Porsche to pick you up? Yeah. That's, that's gutsy. It was a pretty, it's a pretty slick looking Porsche. His latest nil deal with a Porsche dealership in Louisville, which I didn't know we had a it's probably good that he is so young as he won't realize how careful he probably should be with that car. Otherwise, he'd go crazy. If I was driving that thing at the age of 30, and my car is certainly not clean, and it has some dinks on the outside of it, uh, no fault of my own, but <laughs> has some dinks on the outside of it. And if I was driving this car, though, at my current age and state, 
I would be worried over every freaking speed bump. Let alone just yeah. like where I'm parking it on streets. As a college student, I think they've got some security for uh, the Wildcat Coal Lodge, so they don't have to worry about you know people coming to their car or backing into it and stuff like that. Not like they're parking it on State Street. Right, right. Imagine that just on State Street. <laughs> Tata gets out of the car. It's a slick looking car, especially on the inside. Those interiors are so nice. What an awesome! I mean, a, a great recruiting, a great recruiting tool. I don't know if I'd go with that style of car, but because it's can, like um, it's like a crossover. Yeah, and it looks like a car on the front, but then it's got the big butt. You know, that makes it, like you said, kind of like a midsize SUV. There's uh, there's Teslas that are like that, where they look like a car, but they're so big that they're kind of like an SUV. It's weird. Have you all seen the new Mustangs? No, have not. They're like SUVs now. Terrible. Those are all the rage. All the rage. The mid-sized SUV. I bet this Porsche, though, can go very, very fast. Oh, wow. That is weird. Oh, man. That's weird, Justin. That's a pretty good recruiting tool. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, there's a little part of me that likes that it's just in Louisville. And I'm sure they'll sign some L player, or they'll give, maybe they already have. But there's just a little part of me that, the like, Super every place that covers it, which everybody's going to have to cover this. Uh, who was it? Was it, I think it was like Norlander had a good, had some good comments on the whole thing that I will certainly botch in my summary of it. But there's a little part of me that likes that it's in Louisville. Just, you know, suck it cards. And secondly, Norlander's point was like, how, how long, how many years, how many decades did we have message boards, oh, bar man. chatter of, hey, he's driving a nice car. Brandon Jerry, Knight, Jerry that was Tipton. the big one, the Brand Knight Camaro. Well, Patrick Patterson in the SUV yeah. or the truck, uh, Jerry Tipton had like went all out to find out what the deal was with this new car that Patrick Patterson was driving. That if you were in college, the same time Patrick Patterson was, you probably saw that truck come up, come to your party. Take a good chunk of the girls at that party. They'd leave in said truck, and you wouldn't see them again because they'd just go hang out with the basketball players and didn't want to hang out with a bunch of fraternity dorks. Yep. That was the reality of it. But Norlander's right. Like, how kind of sweet is it that all these old people that are bothered by the phone? Well, yeah, they're not even all old people. That's a good point. My apologies to old folks. But now you just have, like, Ty Ty Washington legally – yeah. Rubbing his new Porsche in everybody's face. It's awesome. Because that was always the thing. He's driving a nice car. I bet I bet that they get him in a nice car on campus. Is that his car? Let's do-do-do-do-do-do. Love it. Good for you, Ty-Ty. It's like the pimped out, uh, what was it, the Eddie Bowers back in the day, but now it's legal. Oh, yeah, the Derek Anderson <laughs> said everybody had Eddie Bowers. Or no, T Mac. That's who it was. Yeah, Tracy it was McGrady T-Mac. said everybody had Eddie Bowers. <laughs> what kind of electric Prius do you think Nolan Hickman has up in Gonzaga? <laughs> you mentioned Patrick Patterson. Did you see his? I love Nolan Hickman. By what, the way, latest uh, venture. The, the movie critique. What's he doing? He's starting a production company, and they're making a movie. The guy loves movies. Based on uh, Doc Ellis, the guy who did LSD and pitched no hitter. Oh, did he retire from the NBA? Sweet. Uh, that's a question I don't know the answer to. 27 players on NBA rosters to start NBA, which is a lot. I don't know if Patrick Patterson was one of them. You know how many Indiana has? Seven. 
They have seven. <sighs> what a joke. Patrick Patterson currently not on a team, so must have retired. Uh, you he know, played for agent. a long time. Decade. Is that it? The guy that um produced is producing this movie too. He did Hacksaw Ridge. Like they it's like a pretty legit Patrick he got waived by the Blazers in the preseason. Five days ago. Gotcha. So he could get picked up somewhere as just kind of a veteran. Mentor the young guys, but uh, at least he's got something to fall Man, back on. Yeah, that's a cool gig, and especially a guy who is all into movies. Like uh, the one of the guys that the producers that are with him, you know, has won or has been nominated for Oscar. So like he's in with the right people. So I think it'll be successful. Really, really happy for that guy. Cool that like just this dude who, you know, I was he was he from West Virginia when he went to Huntington. I don't know where he was uh, initially from, but I mean, I yeah, his, he, I mean, his, his like his family was there, yeah, you know. So, yes. um, but really cool to see him just. I think he always claimed Grove up from the little guy in West Virginia. Now he's like helping fund a production company that's going to make what sounds like a badass movie. So always best of luck was, to Patterson. Always thought he was a little overrated. Really? In the context of like people put him up there, some folks will put him in the conversations of like all time UK greats. Maybe it's more specifically all time UK favorites, which is totally subjective and it can be somebody's opinion. And that's not for me to tell him differently. But like Patrick Patterson to me was always a role player. And I think people always envision him a star. He was a star. His freshman year, he was his most dominant. Yeah. And then that, you know, that in, and then his, with his junior Injury. year in Kentucky, was really nice too. His first year with Calipari. Yeah. Was uh, he injured his first or second year? He got injured at the end of his first year, yeah. if I remember correctly. He was a double double machine. He had the fro. He, he that was, was awesome. But I'm still, you know, I like would still take Jody Meeks as the star of that team of those teams. Yeah, it was one two punch though. I, I it, think it was I, a one two. He what was, makes, he was what down makes low. Patterson? That's probably the most excited we'll ever be for recruitment ever. Totally. Again. Like you know. Yes. That was the. And they're they're. You know, people have told stories about that time, but there's so much weird. It wasn't even so much just Patrick Patterson as it was like, what is happening to Kentucky basketball? Like this dude is living in West Virginia. He's right. He is two hours from Lexington and he may go to Florida. Like what? That was such a pivotal moment in UK basketball. It ended up kind of being fool's gold in the sense of like Tubby started the recruitment. Billy closed it, but Billy was a total buffoon. It's also right, like as the internet era is kicking off, yeah. you know, like it was just a big mix of. And I, I can't, and you know, your former ex-boss will be sure to bring it up, but you can't help but think that, like, part of the reason UK became, had such an internet presence was because of that recruitment. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. And even Calipari solidified that in 2009 by being one of the first coaches to get on Twitter. And he was much better on Twitter back then. I was back foot, footprints in the sand Twitter. <laughs> I was back when he was just threatening crazy UK fans and say, I've got a, a German Shepherd if you come anywhere. And then just no more ever tweets about the German Shepherd. Huh. The German Shepherd obviously passed and made no notice of it. We have no idea. And also, they were watching Brad Calipari's dog for a while. What's the story with Brad Calipari's dog? Ooh, I don't Haven't know. heard about that dog in a long time, too. What's yeah. going on with the Calipari dogs? We need to know about the cow dogs. I'd be much more interested in a reporter asking Calipari what's hap- his dog history since he's been in Lexington than any injury question that anybody could think of. Does C.J. Frederick play in the Duke game, yes or no? Mm, no. 
No. He'll I'm going to say no. He, he dresses, but he's <laughs> yeah, not playing. I'm going to say no, too. Yeah. And it's just, why? Why can't anybody just – and even Ryan Lemon was kind of being coy. And I think he was more just being coy because he's like, I told you all it was a serious Yeah, yeah, he's, he's more mad that, like – But I wish he'd just come out and say it. Like, hey, Cal is – he. if you all haven't picked on to it yet, picked up to it yet, he, he lies about injuries. Get used to it. People were very mad at Ryan for reporting they were. that, too. They, they were. They were so mad. In the program, fans, everybody was so mad. And it's like, well, he, he found out. Let's and you know off. what? It's going to keep him out. And it stinks. And we want him to be healthy. I think he could play a really important role on this team. Yes, I said it. Really important. What are you laughing at? Uh, Robert's text on the Thornton's text line. Robert says, <laughs> every dead dictator is in hell clapping and cheering as Nick shouts his opinion about forcing citizens into bending the w- into the will of the government. <laughs> and then he says in parentheses, I'm kidding, Nick, calm down. But every joke, uh, there's a little bit of truth. Well, um, philosophically, I had... Like, democracies are great, but you have to have some form of, like, repu- like uh, back in old Greek times, it was truly democratic, where, like, everybody had kind of equal say. Nothing gets accomplished there. Being in a fraternity, if everybody has a say, then you, nothing gets done. <laughs> I mean, you just, just got like, You just got to make a decision and go. sound like a monster. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm out of politics. <laughs> Wanted to eat some casual burger. Hey. Oh, I love this text, by the way, a Plumley brother. Okay. Uh, well, what are you going to say? So say uh, there's four, we're going on our fourth different Metro Council rep. I've got all this free time oh my on my hands. Dude, go for it. Although, maybe we need somebody a little more moderate. <laughs> <laughs> Dictator Roush for the 22nd District. No. It's funny. They still have like on the sign that says, welcome to Beachmont. There's like Dan Johnson. That was three council people ago. Whoa, that Dan Johnson? The Dan Johnson that like pulled down his pants and like oh my god in the parking garage. Yeah, big creep. Oh yeah, and the his name is still Louisville. Up. Kentucky government just is Parks and Rec, and it, and same applies to Louisville. Like it, it, we just have the biggest freaking goobers all across oh, the board. Oh man, so many goobers. Texter, this is a Plumley bro. Wanted to eat some casual Burger King today, but the lady told me. They had to close at one due to short staffing. She was the only one there working. What's wild to me is Burger King pays 15 an hour and they still can't find workers. The lack of workers ever since COVID hit is absolutely nuts. People just don't want to work. It really is. Like in Very any, sad. Any and every shut down industry. Because they can't get people to work. Yeah. It's, I, I went on break yesterday at work just to another bar just to try to find a freaking Saturday bartender. We need a Saturday bartender one day a week. Can't find one. What about you? That's who you think's been filling in. Why you think I went out to try to find someone? Because I'm sick and tired of it. I love Justin, the recruiter. (laughs) Oh, I was a terrible recruiter. (laughs) The the manager basically laughed at me. and He was like, you'd have better luck at any business, any other business in town. What? All right, cool. What if you were, give me a college basketball coach that you'd say that you're similar to as a recruiter. Oh, that's uh probably Tom Crean. I'm the I'm the you, I'm the weir- I'm the weird. I'm the positive guy. I'm absolutely <laughs> weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna clap in their face. I'm short. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go Tom Crean. Gosh, 
That's a, kind that, of a creep. I love the self awareness. Yeah. Uh, kind of a creep. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a really funny, Justin. I don't kiss eight year olds. If so anybody, that's our only difference. If anybody wants to bartend part time on Saturday, is it part time? Yeah, one day a week. Reach out to five Justin. hours. What's the pay? Um, tips. You get tips and uh, at least twelve an hour. Is there TVs in the bar? Yeah, absolutely. So you just get to watch college football. That's all I do is sit there and watch sports. I'm curious why you just don't do it. it says because it's one I wait day off. Well, right? it is yeah, one. What it's one of my three days off, and I work at seven on Sundays. So I don't want to be there. Until, yeah, I don't. So I don't want to be there till ten on Saturday, and then turn around and come back at seven. On when Sunday. do you get off on Sundays? At three. Whoa, that stinks. You don't get to watch the start of NFL football. I do You're watch the start of NFL football. I'm sitting there in the back office and watch it. But oh, you and you get to see the witching hour on the red zone. That's right. So. No, witching hours not till like three thirty. Last two Sundays have been really cool because we had the London games. Or you're saying he does get to see it? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, good point. Okay, all right, let's go to a break. And good point about the London game too. Are they doing another one this week? I kind of like the London game. I love the London. Wake up and it's just on. It's what the West Coasters do every freaking Sunday for all eternity. Sons of bitches. (laughs) Seriously, I swear, they're sons of bitches. (laughs) Let's go to a break. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, ninety-six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Don't ever leave me. Ever. Good. Because I'd find you. <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. If you want to get better at golf, go to Bobby Cook Golf Academy. It's that simple. Go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to learn more. It's a indoor golf facility, three virtual simulators, and just a great fella doing the whole thing. Awesome. Awesome. Bobby Cook. That's really the heart of the Bobby Cook Golf Academy is Bobby Cook. He can teach you how to play golf, make you better at it, and you can play on the virtual simulators, which is a lot of fun. Fun for the kids as well. Go to BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com. Spend a Saturday with the kiddos there. Better than a golf course. They can't really run away. Nope. And free, uh, free. I don't know if that place is still around underneath the sweet treat spot. That place was pretty good. Forget the name of it. They all look absolutely miserable because they just get to hear golf balls hitting against walls all day. I have a feeling they they probably shut down shop by now. Like the only time, only place you can make a candy shop so miserable. <laughs> but we love our buddy Bobby Cook, and we love the Texers that text into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. We love Thornton's. Don't rip me now, knowing this, but pickle is the cute girl on Swamp People. The guy's name on Moonshiners is Tickle. 
I, I corrected that yesterday after I said pickle. I, and I was thinking in my head that she was the girl from Swamp People. She so there's a girl pickle. named Pickle on Swamp People, and she's cute? Oh, yeah. What's she look like? Describe her to me. Uh, Brunette, but. probably about 5'4". Skinny, country accent. She always wears Green. a ball. She always wears a ball cap. She shoots gators. So. Slimy. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta look up pickle now. <laughs> she's she's oh. she's not what you're expecting, probably. But when when you think about the people you get on Swamp People, oh, she's pretty gracious, cute. You all. Like, look look up the p- other p- swamp. Pickles uh looks like a nice enough you all. <laughs> She looks like a nice enough lady. Yeah, she's cute. Does she look cute, DJ? She's, I, I mean, I wouldn't go any further than that, but she's cute. Oh, yeah, yeah, She's yeah, pretty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, pretty. I, I, I was expecting, like, Snaggletooth the way you were reacting, <laughs> DJ. I was expecting, like, TV cute was going to be, like, yeah, well, let's just move past it's this. Swamp you, you, yeah, it's swamp it's people. Yeah, people. but yeah. still, even there, you don't think they're throwing some... You're thinking of like, real housewives when it's, it's swamp yeah, people. Yeah, but <laughs> it still figured they'd throw in some just something that sells. <laughs> That's why you think Pickle's on there. Pi- no, Pickle's just got to be a normal swamp goer. She's she's an upgrade over Liz, what was the last woman on there. Oh, so. Liz. Okay, well, let's look up Liz. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next text? Shout out to Swamp People for still being all. <laughs> You're right. Pickles and upgrades. Well, we... <laughs> I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Liz, there's nothing wrong with Liz either. All these people, I'm sure great folks. Oh, oh they, they'd laugh at pictures of me. <laughs> there are not any better Halloween songs than Christmas songs. Oh, this is from Mike Rutherford. That's and a I, bold I actually, take. I actually sent it over. Love Halloween and the music, but Christmas music is the goat. I actually um, sent this over intentionally. They were having a uh, Mike Rutherford, who does a show on Big Exports Radio, the Mike Rutherford show from three to six. You should be tuned in, if not for Mike, to Lise here, Trevor, who is just hilarious. Uh, so much better when it's not our show. <laughs> hearing him derail every every comment and hearing Mike Rutherford get so frustrated with it. But Mike was trying to say that Ghostbusters isn't a Halloween song. What? Yeah, it's a great. He was saying he was saying a lot of them weren't Halloween songs, which was just really bizarre. Um, He and he, but he was okay with the Monster Mash being a Halloween song, despite there not being a reference to Halloween in the song. He was all over the place. He was he and Trevor was Trevor was fighting the good fight. There are a lot of good Halloween songs, folks. Thriller, Freaks Come Out at Night. Seems like the '80s were prime time for. Yeah, he was like hesitant to give Thriller to Halloween. He was like, it came out in November. It's like it doesn't matter. Halloween steals it. Yeah, and man, '80s must have been a big. Uh, you know, you had the slasher movies coming out then. Purple People Eater, great song. Uh, time Warp. He's a big purple people eater. <laughs> yeah, people it's, not, eater. it's not exactly come up on my my frequent hits. But you've heard yeah. the Time Warp, obviously. Maybe. Let's do the time warp again. Yeah, no. It's a jump to the left. Oh. I don't have to run. And that's how you do this car. <laughs> <laughs> a texter on the Thornton's text line says, the other hand. Guess who's got their fake vaccine card and pumped to watch the Cats take down number nine, Duke, in the garden on their way to winning number nine. This guy. Suck it, Nick. My boss got jabbed twice and was sick as a dog with COVID last week. I ain't getting jabbed. 
Uh, don't you shouldn't. You know your numbers in here. Roush is going to report you with the fake vaccine card. You better watch it, buddy. You text, you text into the wrong radio Man, show. Man, that's um. Call an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> I haven't heard. Uh, I haven't heard of a lot of like I've. I had one friend who I think is making the trip up to the Champions Classic. I don't think I know anybody personally. Yeah. Which uh, it's a Tuesday I, night, man. I went I think to the first Tuesday Champions Classic back in 2011 for UK Kansas. On UK went on to win the national championship that year. Ooh, maybe if I go to that game, UK will win the national championship and beat Duke in the national championship game if history repeats itself. And it was actually 10 years ago. Wow, that's sad. 10 years ago in New York, UK Kansas, UK went on to win the championship. Texter, I think this is going to be you're going to be me 10 years ago. You're going to be there. You're going to have your fake vaccine card, and you're going to watch UK beat Duke, and then Kentucky will beat Duke in the championship. Boom. Way to go. Yeah. When is the Crow going to get blue LED lights? Talk about a Grove Street party. Dude, that would be sweet. They have L- blue LED lights, don't they? Isn't the ribbon, they can make the ribbon board blue? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. That's of. what you're thinking of. If but they, it still makes it really blue. There's pictures of it being very blue. If they could do it like Louisville City, if any of y'all have ever been to a Louisville City game, I know you all have, but like where the lights flash the purple and black and white when they score a goal. Yeah, they have a light show. Yeah, that at would Lynn be. Family Stadium when Louisville or Racing Louisville scores a goal. That's what Justin's referencing. It's very sweet. That would be really cool at Kentucky's football stadium with like blue and black and white. It's awesome. gotten criticism. I've, I don't know if I've told you that or not, but like opposing fans and fans at Louisville City have been like, "This is not. I don't. We don't like this. It's too what? much." Oh, it's awesome. It is awesome. But I just I know uh, Georgia was one of the first to put those in, so I almost don't. Like, it, it's at a few places. I'm fine if UK doesn't add them. Get that indoor facility built first. Do that first. I also I don't know. I must just have a warped view, a time warped view of finances and college athletics. If I was UK, I would just have a comically big, big screen on both ends. It needs to be bigger. Sound system needs to be better. And I'm not one to like complain about the ins and outs of all this stuff, but those are just truths. Like the video board could be bigger. The sound system could be better. Uh, Blue lights. Hell yeah. Why the hell not? Indoor facility. Absolutely. But I know it's not that simple. Oh, also, I'd have cheap tickets and cheap concessions and beer, obviously. I'm not an idiot. Cheap tickets to pay for your expensive things. I don't. Got to up, up the, you know, up know. the demand. Yeah, but the demand's pretty high because Kentucky's sold out three straight games. Yeah, but normally they don't. Got to remember that. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not going to sell out New Mexico. Boom, cheap tickets. Yeah, they'll have cheap tickets for New Mexico. I hope so. And I hope folks should go to that game. That'll be senior day. Well, yeah, those are fun. Last, Show up uh, early, leave after half if you want to get to something else. Yeah. And I can already tell the weather that day. It's going to be like low 50s. It'll feel all right. Yeah. As long as you're in the sun. That'll be a noon game. Yep. Texter says, apparently Cal invited Roy Williams to practice. Have to think that's good for more modern, fast-paced offense. I don't know if they're being sarcastic or not. Because there are Roy Williams ru- always played really fast. No, they're being sincere. Um, I don't. I, I had heard the Roy Williams stuff. I just haven't seen it confirmed by anybody. If really he goes to a trust. practice, though, he'll they'll share a picture. That's just that's what they do. That's true. I don't think they're going to be secret, sneaky about it. You know. Yeah, you would think that. Um, I don't need. <laughs> Did you hear Cal get ass? 
yeah, Coach K and Roy Williams, they retired of all these changes. How come you're retired? Because they're old. <laughs> Not that old. That was pretty funny. Boom, roasted. Yeah. Suck it, Coach K. Your cheap hair dye. A texter says, Kellen Grady looks like Eric Andre. Hey, that's true. Did you ever watch the Eric Andre prank movie? Like, the... It's a movie where they I think we, I use think the I extras as real people. Really enjoyed that. Did you, Justin? Did you ever watch Bad that? Trip? I didn't. Yeah. No. Bad Trip. No. Very funny. Like, hardest I've laughed in a while. Okay. I'll check it out when I have time. Getting the real reactions from people is just so funny. <laughs> I, did, it, I mean, I it's jackass, it. you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it, oh. Which, by the way, isn't there a new jackass coming out soon? I know they, they made it. I, I think they pushed it back a year. They did. I okay. think so. Those guys. God. I, I, they must be you, making good. Universally money. funny. Like Jackass is just always going to be funny to me. And the thing is, too, I haven't seen any of the TV shows in a long time. I bet I could turn it on and still just laugh my face off. Just the low quality video cameras stuff. So funny. <laughs> a buddy of mine texts in and says, How much does Nick think those LED lights cost? No idea. <laughs> They're probably not. I mean, you could probably get an indoor facility and LED lights, you would hope. Yeah, I would hope, but, you know, priorities. And why Why is Mitch Barnhart not comment? Why does he not say anything about the indoor facility? Like, announce it already. Go on. He would have to do, you know, interviews. <laughs> oh, he did one with, like, BB and Tonight. Well, that's not an interview. It's propaganda. TJ, the Louisville patron saint of libertarianism. It's not a- <laughs> Not totally true. <laughs> All joking aside, my wife is vaccinated and I'm not. She brought COVID home and I caught it from her. She also took longer to recover than I did. Oddly enough, though, neither of our four kids caught it too. Or maybe they did and you all didn't know. Or maybe they did not because you all got them tested for the antibodies. Um, sometimes kids can get it and they don't even know because they're so healthy. While it was not pleasant, at no point I think my life was ever in danger. Yes, this story is an anecdotal, an- anecdotal, but I uh, didn't not jumped up on me. Oh no, hate when that happens. But I didn't see the need for myself to receive the vaccine before I had it. Now uh, that I've had it, I definitely don't see the need for it. Now, while a large portion of my motivation to not get the vaccine is not being told what to do, but my main reason is, like TJ said, no one really knows what is going on, but the feds keep pushing a vaccine that doesn't stop the spread like it's the end of the pandemic. Just doesn't make sense to me. Insert GIF of conspiracy theory, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. Oh, the looking for Pepe Silva. Yeah, yeah. Always a great show. So, uh, funny thing, uh, you know how you Snapchat to get your old memories? Yes. There was one where uh, Brooke was driving Duke and we're on the radio, and TJ, you're asking, this was like a year ago last week. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, what's the chances that we're playing football a month from now? <laughs> and now, so I, the dates might have been a little bit skewy there. It was probably in like August or something like that when we were having this conversation or With all the early Big September. Ten. Pac-12 stuff yeah, going on. But, man, we did radio for a year just talking about this garbage. God. We did. And it just once everybody wants to decide to get back to normal, we'll be back to normal. Texter says, with as bad as our receivers are this year, what is going on with Donut? I know who I know he moved to running back, but wasn't he supposed to be Lynn Bowden-ish? Yes, we thought so. And I don't know. 
almost makes you wonder, like, was the move to from receiver to running back just to protect him? Well, here's the thing. I think he's – I don't think he's ever going to be a feature guy. He'll be the second fiddle to McLean when smoke's gone. He'll be a smoke, essentially. They're just trying to keep hey, him happy long enough. Smoke you know? could be – could be the feature back next. But you can year. tell they're really trying to keep him happy. Jeter Stoops on yes, yeah, he's they're trying, they're trying to keep him happy. A texter on the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "Fellers, with the news of Barry and Brown coming out last night, does this mean or does this man have a commit date? Seeing a lot of Devontae Smith c- comparables. Do we have a commit date for Barry and Brown? No, we do not have a commit date." Essentially, my understanding was it could happen at any moment. So, like it started crunching the tape, you should you should watch it. It's great, great tape. Kid is very fast. He set the state record, I think, in the hundred meter as a junior. So that's one thing they have fair. certainly made a priority. Anybody that's paying attention, or you don't really even have to be paying attention. the The emphasis on speed, Roush. And obviously, Brown is more than just speed. He's one of the best wide receivers in high school football. But all across the board, UK's offense wants faster guys. And if Liam Cohen plans on sticking around, which nobody really thinks he's going to be at UK long, I I do think he'll be back next season. That's just a total and complete guess. I have no clue. But I also don't think he'll be here in four years. But there's an emphasis on if you can kind of take the top off a defense – with everything else we want to do, it becomes impossible to defend. Between the play actions, having a good offense line, having a, a, a competent running back, being able to kind of punish teams on the ground, and you can have multiple guys that can take safeties in all different areas, how do you defend it? Especially with the play action, dragging guys across the middle, it becomes really, really tough. The emphasis has been put on speed. That's where UK's going now. I love it, Roush. Absolutely love it. Especially, too, because he's a little bit bigger. He's not just a tiny, he's yeah. like 6'2"-ish. So, man. And like that speed translates. You, you I think jump, that's you why need they people were, that can go up and get balls, I think too. that's why they were disappointed with Crowdis being hurt is I think ideally this year you kind of slowly work him mm-hmm. in. Where, eh, Maybe have a nice play here or there. Yeah. Let him yeah. get his feet wet and get really excited about next year with him. Yeah. I, yeah, that, that stunk. It, shouldn't he be back or some like close to back? Close-ish, but uh, they're probably just going to redshirt him. Well, you can play in three games. Doesn't matter yeah. just to get him out there if he's healthy. And they probably will. They Tech. probably will. He still isn't like full contact or whatever. Ah, good time to be a UK football fan, folks. TJ speaking facts right now about the Vax. Sorry, Roush, it doesn't work as good as everyone wants it to. We're fine with opinions on all this stuff, but you also need to understand people are allowed to disagree. Yeah. Of course. I've also been like... Just, we're all ready for it to be over. My immune system has been shot to hell ever since I got it. Well, you it spent sucks. A, oh, the vaccine? No, like, oh. s- since I got COVID a year ago. Like, oh. I've been like, like not sick sick, but like mildly sick like 17 times. It Maybe it was like. the vaccine. Why, why is my voice still gone? Because you probably got like four hours of sleep in Athens and drank a combined 72 beers and yeah. was yelling and screaming and all drove weekend. like 14 hours. And you're yeah. 30 years old now and yeah. you're not 21. It's true. I, I've, Duke was up at 4.30 this morning. Oh, you know, man. Yeah. He wasn't feeling good either. Oh, no. Sick baby doesn't sound like it'd be fun to deal with. Very hard, I would imagine. 
Shout out to all the parents out there. Texter says, John here. Hey, John, how you doing, pal? Good morning to all. Glad to hear you guys this morning. You guys are great as always. Wow, I'm glad basketball's back. The Knicks versus the Celtics was crazy fun game to watch, and Ty Ty gets to drive nearly a six-figure car anywhere he wants with his deal with Porsche dealership. Basketball is king in the sports world. Let's go, baby. Let's go, cats. We'll got to go talk to you later. Yeah, just if the NBA, you know, if I'm nothing else is going on and the NBA game's on and I literally can't find anything else to watch, I'll probably put it on. But too much other good TV right now. NBA gets put on the back burner. I apologize. Definitely, definitely. And it's one of those things, too. I've got a budget. My sport's watching. You know, Brooke enjoys watching some sports, but all the time, it's just like, come on. There's, gotta... there is, there's like a sports bank, if you yeah, will. And, and you I'm can only using take it. out so much so often. What's nice is the Browns play tonight, and she'll watch the Browns. You know, that, I, it's. Speaking yeah. of the Browns, I'm curious. John texted in yesterday, put your money on the Browns, but that was before the news of Baker Mayfield being out came out. So now yeah, I'm, this game's going to be unwatchable. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm going to watch it, obviously. I'm definitely going to watch, watch it before an NFL or an NBA game. But I, ooh, it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be ugly. It's probably going to be cold in Cleveland. Yeah. Is Teddy, does he have any of his receivers back? I don't know. I don't know if Teddy can physically run anymore. Man, I saw one play, too, where he was trying to go deep, and he just, just doesn't have the arm. Everybody loves Teddy, but, you know, he, he's, he's got his limitations. There's no denying that. Uh, there was – um. Uh, oh, how, how old is Teddy now? I, I have a take, by the way. Uh, no, he's not 30. He's got to be Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, he's got to be – he's probably 30. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Maybe 29. Getting up there. Uh, I have a take, by the way. Just with the twenty-eight, yep. just with the Ty Ty Washington stuff. Sane fans, reasonable and rational alike, gather around. When Kentucky loses a basketball game, could happen to Duke. Paulo Benchero is a freak. Abs- that dude is going to be so good, and I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I think Kentucky should beat Duke, but just when Kentucky loses this year, with like Ty Ty having a car now, just be ready for the worst of the worst from the fan base. They're going to be so annoying. Oh, yeah. Hey, maybe take away the car. Hope he drives better in the car than he does in the paint. <laughs> be ready for it. It's going to be horrible. Like, last year was miserable, and partially, rightfully so, because the team stunk. But with the nil and, like, them actually being able to kind of flaunt some of the things that they're getting, a lot of people get really jealous. And when people get jealous, they often get very mean. So be ready for that. As a fan base, what do we do? We ignore them. Texter says, Scruff Calipari's bones were earned, not given. Scruff Calipari. Does he have like the... Um... I don't get that. Does he have I like the 5 o'clock my... shadow right think... now or something? He didn't in the video. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Wait, they... Justin has three days off from his job and he's complaining? They did not use the word complaining. Yeah, I'm supposed to have three days off. I work four tens. Except for Sundays. Boom. I don't want to work five days. There's a reason I have a four-day schedule. I want three days off. A lot of people do that now. Maybe, and again, all I care about is your happiness, but from an outsider's perspective, maybe if you work that fifth day, you could get the mattress off the floor. I mean, I could get the mattress off the floor now. It's just at this point, it's just comfortable. I'm 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 not working five days. This is actually leverage for my next job, and I've told this job this. Thanks for giving me four tens. 
Now I can utilize three thirteens at my next job. So I won't leave this job until a job promises to give me three thirteens and I have four off days. Suck on that. Sounds, sounds dumb. Justin's just working his way to two twenty fours. Two twenty. Like a fireman. <laughs> Round the clock. I would do it for five days off. Oh, uh, Justin's conquest against time is one of my favorite things <laughs> in KRC history. Uh, it really is time a, zones. It's a total treat. It's really fun. Time warp. You're you're a fun dude to talk to, Justin. A texture says, I'm going to the Champions Classic. Excited. Got in on the pre-sale. My nephew moved to the city a few months back, which opens up NYC visits for me. The cat's in Madison Square Garden. Hopefully another fish New Year's in the future as they play in the garden every year. Roll call. Huh. That sounds like an awesome time. Yeah, not having to spend money on a hotel or anything? Personally, not a fan of New York City. Not to say I wouldn't go back and not to say if I, in a different different time, if I had an opportunity to go to this game, I wouldn't get pumped up about it. I would. Madison Square Garden's a cool place. Just never really have an itch to go to New York city, but definitely would love, would love to be there and watch Kentucky beat Duke CK one more time. It'll be a cool game for the Kentucky fans that go there. And I'm not worried. Like, although Roush and I don't really know anybody that's there. Um, I'm sure UK will be well represented. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. See, we maybe got one more text into the show. Oh, somebody will say this, or that person says this is going to be their first time in NYC. Oh, that's sweet. I've never been. Yeah, you're going to – wait, you've never been? Nope. That's right. You've mentioned that. Me neither. Um, Justin's never been? Nope. And this Texer's never been? Wow, we should have had a party. I've been to Upstate. Well, Texer, if it's your first time, you're obviously going to be pumped up about it. I just figured when you had mentioned the fish New Year's Eve sort of thing, you had done it before, but that's fine. Uh, You haven't, but enjoy the UK game. You're going to have a blast. All right, we're out of time. What, what wacky stuff do we have on Cutler and Bennett, Just the Cats radio show? Uh, that's a great question. They, uh, you should I, listen in to find out. Absolutely. Yep, that's all I can say. All righty. Uh, it's going to be good. All <laughs> right, thanks, everybody, for the text into the Thornton text line. You all are the best. Enjoy your Thursday. I think I'm going for the Brown. I think I'm taking the Browns in the points, given two. Yeah, Don't I feel great will. about it. Yeah. But you got to have some skin in the game. It's Thursday Thursday night, night, baby. baby. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Kick your weekend off the right way. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio.